0: Hello, and welcome to Business Talk. Brought to you by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 947 WMAS. And I'd like to introduce our host of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien.
1: Okay, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another installment of Business Talk. Uh, we have a great show for you today. I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh we have with us John DeLiva. He is the president and CEO of the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield. Good morning, John. How are you?
0: Good morning, George. Thank you for having me on. I'm terrific. Um, Thanks.
1: No problem. I think uh, almost exactly a year ago that we had you on the show, something very close to that. Anyway, um, what a difference a year makes.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, we, we just came through... Um, this Memorial day weekend. And, and with the mask mandate being dropped, we had the best Memorial day three-day weekend we've ever had in history. Um, We've got the new museum, $20 million, $21 million investment that uh, we've made every square inch is new. So we are, we are ready to roll this summer. Um, And all, all signals point to a a very strong uh, tourism season.
1: All right. Talk some more about Memorial day weekend. I know the, uh, restrictions came off we're in something called a new normal uh you and i talked recently i think you were really chomping at the bit here i know that we were probably thinking about august 1st but maybe in the back of your mind i think you and a lot of other people thought the governor would move that date up some people were fully ready for may 29th some people weren't you sound like you were in that fully ready lower the flag and let's go
0: yeah, I mean, um, yeah, so the weekend was was, uh, was great, but, you know, the weather helped as well. I mean, it was not a great weather weekend for us. So people, I think, were looking for, one, things to do. And then when they figured out the weather wasn't going to cooperate, they looked for things that could be done uh, inside. So the Hall of Fame fit the bill very, very nicely. But, you know, kind of as we were adaptive in terms of, uh, of, of uh, meeting and exceeding COVID requirements by being open, we opened in July 8th last year uh, with a whole bunch of protocols, uh, we were able to kind of ramp down at that, that same speed and, and be ready. Uh, you know, we, we have a sign posted that says if you're, if you're fully vaccinated, no need to wear a mask. If you're, if you're not, um, you know, it's kind of up to you. And if you feel sick, we'd like you to come back on a different day. We're still doing the sanitation inside the building. We're doing the spraying. Uh, we're giving each person in center court a numbered ball, and that's the only ball they should be playing with. And we clean those after they're, after they're utilized. We have opened some hands-on exhibits, and, and we have people that basically chase every, every visiting party and, and give a good wipe down um, to those. But we're not requiring masks. Um, and this is a place where, you know, people people break a sweat. So, you know, being able to take that mask off and, and um, take part in the activities we have here, especially at center court, I think is very, very important um, to our guests. Uh, and we're getting great reviews. I mean, we've got, we've got a brand new Kobe Bryant exhibit that was uh, that helped designed by, by uh, Kobe's widow, Vanessa Bryant. And she posted on social media and got 17 million immediate likes to it. So that certainly has helped the hall of fame message. Uh, and our, our new museum experience. And we've got a new TNT inside the NBA set where uh, visitors can immerse themselves uh, with Charles Barkley and, and Kenny and Shaq um, and Ernie um, and do a recording and, and send it to your, your phone so you can share it with your friends on social. Uh, and just everything is new. I mean, it's just it's great. So, you know, the pandemic is over and the good news is we've got a brand new museum. It's something that people haven't seen uh, it's something to experience, and that we've got some really some really uh, high-end, high-interest exhibits that are kind of leading the way.
1: Yeah. Uh, as much as uh, you probably don't want to, let's let's go back uh, a year or just over a year, 15 months ago, uh, just the stark contrast between this year and last. Last year was a year where everything kind of just – the rug just came right out, the, the Hall of Fame, the pandemic – of course, the hall had to close for a little while. You had a commemorative coin uh, that really could never get off the ground. We had Hooplandia. It just seemed like everything fell apart. Now, a year later, all those pieces are coming back, most of them anyway. Right. Uh,
0: yeah, we've been fortunate in that regard. All I mean, 2020 was going to be the year of years for the Hall of Fame. And you know, we had this great enshrinement class that would have happened in, in late August 2020, commemorative coin um, that uh, was... Going to be launched in April at the Final Four. Of course, the Final Four was was canceled last year and be promoted through the NBA season. The NBA season didn't happen last spring, um, and the economy tank, So, coin collectors, um, did, you know, we didn't we didn't do as well as we thought we would uh, with that. Uh, the museum was ready to open last summer, um, but obviously, we slowed that down because of the closure for for several months. Uh, we even had a game. Uh, you know, we have many games around the country. Um, that carry the Hall of Fame brand and um, uh, frankly are a fundraiser for the Hall of Fame. We had one scheduled in December for uh, London at the O2 Center, uh, Michigan versus Kentucky. Um, So a lot of great things were happening in 2020. And as you say, they just kind of ground to a halt. But the good news is, um, you know, with the exception of the commemorative coin, which was a 2020 project, everything else um, is happening or will happen. So 2020 in Shryman happened a couple of weekends ago. It was very successful. Uh, we announced our class of 21, uh, and that will take place in the weekend after Labor Day. That will be back up here in Springfield uh, at the Mass Mutual Center. The game in London uh, will be played. It will be in December of 2022. Um, and we've, we've got a, a great series of games this fall happening as well. So it's, it's kind of back to normal. Um, and um, we've been able to kind of recapture everything with the exception of the commemorative coin. Um, and uh, it's, it's worked out very well for us. We're fortunate in that regard is that we were able to, to reschedule games and, and um, be able to flex a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Talk about numbers uh, for a few minutes, uh, if you will, I go back to 2019, the last quote, normal year we had, uh, what visitation was then uh, that was, before some of the new aspects of the museum open. But what are we looking at? You've you've been open for several months in 2021 already. Uh, Looks like the numbers are better. What are you projecting for the rest of the year? And what are your numbers looking like now?
0: Sure. Well, we we run about 220,000 visitors a year on a run rate, if you did prior to the pandemic. and, And again, prior to totally... Uh, refurbishing the museum, we did uh, on our financial plan this year. We were very cautious because we didn't know one when when you know mask mandates and other mandates would be lifted. We didn't know if COVID would come back with a vengeance and shut us down for a while. So we we planned actually to be less than that, um, and we are. On, you know, it's, I, I would consider kind of being open just at the end of May and and you know the summer season. Thankfully, is our busy season, so we're going to hit it very nicely. Uh, I think the real test will be the calendar year 2022, but I, I think we'll we'll be coming close to that 200,000 number if not exceeding that um, in what I would call a shortened season. Um, I also note that you know our, our per cap is higher. Um, we're not discounting tickets because of the new museum uh, and we're finding that, that no one has a concern about that because of the value uh, that we're offering with the new exhibits and the immersive technology that we have and I think people are looking for things to do, and I and and you know, things are more expensive these days, and and so, um, well, we may not get the same number of people, and we might indeed get the same number of people. We're seeing a higher higher per cap, so financially, I think we're going to be in good stead for admissions this year. And another part of the business that's important to us is facility rentals, where weddings and bar mitzvahs and corporate events happen here at the hall. We've got awesome new technology to apply. I think we're probably the best business theater site in, um, you know, Western Mass, Northern Connecticut by far. And that business is beginning to show some real interest, people coming back and wanting to reunite their employees. They want to have a, a kickoff event. They want to, you know, have some team building, which the Hall of Fame leads itself to uh, very well in terms of, of, uh, you know, doing things within the museum that working as a team and getting things accomplished, that kind of stuff. So we're seeing um, bookings for that uh, happening right now and, and happening during the summer, which is unusual for business hmm. uh, things like that, but into the fall for sure uh, it's picking up. So, um, you know, just kind of getting back to normal, knock on wood.
1: Okay. So, Looks like a lot of things are coming together nicely. You've got uh, new exhibits. uh, You've got some pent-up demand. You've also got a summer when people are anxious to do things, but a lot of people are just not going to be able to do that. The Cape is, like, uh, if you don't have a place on the Cape now, you're probably not going to get one, and it's the same for Maine and some of these other places. So day tripping looks like it's going to be a real solid option for people. Uh, is that what you're hearing? Is that what you're seeing already? Yes, uh,
0: I, I feel I'm, I'm one of those people that didn't book the Cape because of we were in flux a little bit on our two plates. So my place, the place that I rent is is gone. I'm I booked in September, um, after the second enshrinement this year. But I, I think that's right. I mean, if, if you don't have a place now, you're you're probably shut out. And some people, you know, maybe not be may not be comfortable going to one location for a week. But I think the day trip. And the fact that, you know, we've got a, a new museum experience, Six Flags, um, really was closed all last year. So there's going to be pent-up demand there along with further investment. Uh, I'm understanding that the casino had a really, really uh, great weekend last weekend. And, and um, so that, you know, it's, it's kind of all piecing together. So I think we make a nice day or two-day or three-day destination. And I know the Convention and Visitors Bureau is working very hard on on uh, promoting uh, Western Mass as a safe uh, you know, kind of a comfortable location where people can spread out, um, yet there are so many things to do. So uh, I think you're right on about the day tripping and, and we're absolutely going to invest and promote um, for those folks that, that are in the area and looking for things to do throughout the summer. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's talk a little bit about how you get the word out about the Hall of Fame and, and what audiences you're, you're looking for. I, I know you're probably going to be aggressive with marketing this year. Uh, I always tell a story going back, boy, I think it was 50 years ago uh, when the Hall of Fame was was still located in Springfield College. Uh, I had cousins out from the Boston area uh, visiting our family, and, uh, and they were out for a couple of days, and they said, Let, let's go visit the Basketball Hall of Fame. And the three of us kind of looked at each other and go, the what? Yeah, the Basketball Hall of Fame is, is right here in Springfield, Massachusetts. And we said, well, we didn't know that. So um, yeah. I imagine there's most people know about the basketball hall of fame now it's much more visible you know back when it was at springfield college it was in like a very small area like on the mm. second floor of a building it was kind of like in the attic but there's still probably a lot of people in this region that haven't been to the hall of fame but uh, does your marketing include aggressive penetration in this area outside it both how does that work
0: yeah so um you know your observation is correct. I think people in this area kind of know, know the Hall of Fame is here, first of all, and, and those that are, that are engaged will visit. I think people also assume that, that they will get to the Hall of Fame when someone comes to town or some special event is happening. Um, and I, I find that with the, the other um, museums and Halls of Fame that we, we deal with is that the local community, um, you know, it's not 100% penetration in terms of people coming. Um, where you think it might be, uh, you know, approaching that. Um, but our marketing is going to be both local and we're drawing about a 70-mile radius around um, Springfield, uh, targeting Boston and Providence and the Hartford uh, into New Haven uh, and the, um, you know, Westchester area of New York into Albany, um, Worcester, obviously, um, and, and really, you know, utilizing a lot of social media. Um, and also we'll be looking at some billboards uh, and potentially considering some some television ads so I think this year we will spend probably um, with the new museum I mean we're not going to build a new museum for 21 million and not tell people about it I would think that we're going to double our spend on on uh, advertising and we've been under under a hundred thousand dollars for for many years and I think we'll we'll in that one seventy-five, $200,000 range, including promoting um, the, the, the site as a facility rental for business and community events and, and family events. Mm-hmm.
1: Let me praise this next question uh, appropriately. Um, when it comes to challenges, financial difficulties, uh, the hall is no stranger to those. You're battle-tested, if you will. Uh, did that help you during the pandemic? I don't know how much being yeah. battle-tested would help anybody during the pandemic. But it, it seemed like you've been right, so right. through so many of these, uh, it was really nothing new, probably a little more challenging. but
0: uh. Yeah, we seem to have built-in body armor, uh, that's for sure. We've been, you know, when we first opened this place in 2002, we were um, we were very short on cash, and, you know, we have a brand-new museum with no gas in the gas tank, so we had to deal with that issue um, for a couple of years and then things started to ramp up. It was kind of like the little engine that could and then 2008 hit um, and we went back to square one and then we were you know, really kind of building a very successful capital campaign from 2015 to 2018, which really helped us weather the storm of, of COVID. Um, but yeah, we've, I mean, we've got a, a staff here that, that is battle-tested. Um, you know, I've got a great CFO that, that uh, I worked with at Spalding before here. Uh, we have a good relationship and a great understanding of, of each other and, and the financial disciplines that are that are appropriate. Um, I, I would say that, you know, we're, we're, we've been taught to be fighters uh, in that regard. And I think uh, the first thing we didn't do um, when COVID hit was panic because we, we, we have seen this movie before. Right. And so, um, you know, I. I as I think I told you maybe on the previous um, podcast we did, you know, we, we kind of managed our cash flow, um, the cash that we had to glide all the way through 2021 if indeed we were just closed, um, never mind be, being able to open or being able to have one or two enshrinements in 2021. So we, we um, you know, we prepared for the worst. And uh, what it means now is that we have been open for the year with a, a reduced crowd of people We have reduced expenses um, and now that things are are turning at just the right time for us uh, summertime, um, we are in a, in a good spot. So that worst case scenario of having to glide all the way through uh, uh, with the cash in the bank is, has, has changed. We are strengthening Uh, the capital campaign gave us the, the ability to do that because there was surplus uh, raised over the amount we invested in the museum. So, um, yeah, it's it, it, uh, it maybe, you know, good luck and timing, but also I think that being able to uh, know that we've done this before and that it is, uh, you know, like I say, we've, we've seen the movie before and we know how it ends. And in this case, it ends, it ends well.
1: Well, I hope this one really does end well for you. It looks like 2021 is shaping up to be the year that 2020 wasn't.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, we're, we're very encouraged by that. I mean, um, again, I, I, we've, we've, we've been able to recapture so much of what we weren't able to do in 2020 and, and be able to either move things forward um, and, and, and uh, do them, you know, like, like the, the enshrinement a couple weeks ago. And, and now just 14 weeks later, we're going to have a Enshrinement 2021 up here in Springfield. Uh, those are obviously, you know, enshrinement's our largest fundraiser of the year. So having two of those, two of those, did in, um, in 2021 um, is, is is a great thing. And again, I'm I'm so bullish on the attendance uh, this summer. And um, so, and then we then we head into the fall with these wonderful basketball games with with uh, so many top ranked teams uh, around the country: San Francisco, Los Angeles uh, Brooklyn, Mohegan sun. Um, and so, uh, it's bright, it's bright. Let's just hope that, uh, any, any sign of a pandemic, uh, comeback is, is well behind us. And, um, that's our, you know, we're planning for that for sure. And we we've got the, the, uh, our, our feet completely on the accelerator and, and ready to take advantage of, of this opening and, and really make it a great year.
1: Okay. What's that phrase they use in your sport? Rebound.
0: Yes. Yeah. What was the, I think uh, it was coach uh, a coach from Tennessee um, that said uh, offense sells tickets, um, offense sells tickets, defense, win games, rebounds, win championships. Pat Summit said that. So there you go. rebounds win championships, right?
1: Well, have a great rebound this year. Thank you. Thank, thank you for coming on the podcast right. again. Uh, we'll have to have you back uh, in a few months and, see how the summer went for you i know you gained
0: forward to uh, my report card
1: there you go you gained you. Uh, all of july and, and june and i uh, know those are important months for you so good luck to you again
0: absolutely thank you so much
1: okay thank you and thank you to all of you for tuning in this has been another episode of business talk a podcast presented by business west in partnership with living local come join us next time again thank you i'm george o'brien editor of business west magazine we'll see you next time